At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. Welcome back. Happy 2020. I'm your host, Tom Proctor. With me tonight is Miriam Bernardo. Hello. Oh, hello. How's it going? It keeps going. It does. Doesn't it, does. it though? Time tends to do that. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to keep going from that uh, little snow squall we got earlier today. Yeah, it was pretty fierce. I do think I saw thunder and lightning at one point. You did not. I genuinely did. I, I looked out my... Maybe I was just hoping for it. I, I looked out my office window and uh, saw... Like the flashes. rapture was happening. Yes, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> People's clothes were everywhere. This is happening at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, well, we always like kicking off with a song. So what Great. have you got for us? Um, I am going to do a song. I, I've got Brian Clark here with me playing guitar. We're going to do some acoustic um, versions um, from my album, Songs from the Well. And the first song I'm going to do for you was written by Aeneas Mitchell for me. And it's called I Got a Well. Break my spirit if you can I've got a well that won't run dry Fill my pockets full of sand i got a well that won't run dry I'm gonna sing Sing my song into the wind I'm gonna sing where I'm going and where I've been, I'm gonna sing. Forty years of wandering. sorrow I've got a well that won't run dry working for the Pharaoh I've got a well that won't run dry I'm gonna sing sing my song to the sea I'm gonna sing Forty years of slavery, I'm gonna sing Couldn't get the best of me Ooh-hoo. 
one of these days I'll rest in peace Lying in the shade of the olive tree Holy water in the ground Desert blooming all around I've got a well that won't run dry Ooh. I've got a well that won't run dry I'm gonna sing I'm gonna sing I'm gonna sing If you can Miriam Bernardo there with I Got a Well. Well thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, so Miriam, you're a one woman Vermont institution. Um, just looking down the laundry list of other people you've played with and uh Various other notable uh, singers and songwriters of the area. You were the lead singer of Michael Chorney's Magic City. Oh yeah, uh, space you... is the place, baby. <laughs> uh, you're in the the um, Steady Betty, the rock steady band, mm-hmm. um, which is where I've actually seen you play before. Uh, you play for Latin folk band Anapola. I you... think gay, the salsa band. No. Yeah, um, you played Persephone in uh, Persephone. Persephone. That's my ignorance showing, uh, shining but, through that. But, you know, Persephone has had a lot of, like, alter egos, like Persephone, like the weird cousin, and Per Se. I'm going to pretend yeah. that's what I meant to do. <laughs> Persephone is a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my own musical. <laughs> Need to brush up my uh, Greek mythology? Yeah, okay. exactly, tragedy. Um, so, yeah, what's your s- secret in being so successful as a musician in Vermont? Um I I like to try new things and and learn new things and um I, I think it really stems from when I was 18 I really resisted going to college and I how's that working for you now Bernardo anyway um <laughs> I just always trusted that I was going to find my um teachers as they're coming along and music has always been like a big part of my heart and I've sought out a lot of people to learn from and I was lucky enough to learn from them <laughs> or they said yes or just wasn't afraid to say yes to learning something different trying something new and uh, um, 
I kind of just never wanted to be put into a box of sorts. Being versatile. And how, working with so many different diverse people um, with have, which have so many different kind of genres and sounds, how does that influence your own solo work? Um, well, I'm really not quite sure to tell you the truth. I, I feel like um, my I've learned a lot. Well, okay. Well, I've learned a lot about my voice throughout all of it, and different genres require different emotions. And I think um, I'm still learning, you know. And as everything changes, like the voice changes and whatnot, and what have you, I I don't really necessarily think of myself as doing a lot of solo work. I work with a lot of people. I feel like I'm more of a interpreter, so to speak. And the challenge for me is when I'm doing other people's songs to find my my own thread of connectivity within it to make it mine. I don't know if I really answered your question, but so um, what? I feel like the uh, what you're but saying. But I don't is... think of myself as a solo artist. Like I play with a bunch of different people, but to me, a solo artist is like writing their own music and accompanying themselves. And I'm lucky enough to have a wealth of wonderful musicians and friends that I play with. So and I get to sing their songs. So you're channeling their music and their creativity towards yourself as like a focal point? Is that, or did I get that completely wrong? Mm. Um, I'm more just feeling what they're playing. And I mean, I guess, sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we, we can go with that. Um, um, I feel a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very feeling singer. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about this this new album of yours, yeah. uh, Songs from the Well. Uh, it came out, or at least you had the launch party in October mm-hmm. of last year. Um, was this, and I don't want to say solo, was this your debut yes. front singer yeah. album? Yeah, absolutely. And what prompted you now to to create to create this album? Well, uh, now, I mean, it was really in the works for about five years. It was a long process and um, quite a learning experience. Um, and really, it was it was my friend and producer Peg Tassie that that wanted to do it and pushed me to do it and made it happen. So um, there's that, you know. It was pretty amazing. It was a gift. And again, it was one of these things where I, um, I've always wanted to have my own album, but it's such a kind of like a daunting thing in a way. And here was this woman that was like, I think it's about time you did this, Miriam, don't you? And I was like, okay. I said, yes. And we brainstormed a lot about um, how we're going to do it. And, you know, not having like you know, Miriam Bernardo just like covering tunes or whatever. It was just like this thought of getting some dear friends to write songs or contribute songs to me. It's like a community cohesive project. So to understand that you, you didn't write the songs yourself. You mm-hmm. got a lot of other people to come together mm-hmm. and did you all sit down and write it together? No. Or was it no. each individual kind of came up with their, a song that they wanted you to sing and then brought it to you? Yes, that is it. And 
And as I understand it, this process did take about four years. Yeah, five years, like from the inception mm. to then like, you know, two years of um, one year to kind of like gather the songs and then like the year to just kind of work on it. And then the third year of like getting the Kickstarter together and whatnot. It's just like so many parts, movable parts within it. I <laughs> feel like with, with myself, it's like, hey, Miriam. Is there a hard way to do something? I'm like, oh yes, there is. Can I do it that way? <laughs> not, not to say that that was like all of it was really hard, but it was uh, we learned a lot. It was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So I got a college education. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, um, and you didn't have to pay for it. Um, well, maybe in certain ways. <laughs> um, so with with everyone bringing their own song to you, um, do you? Does this album have very wildly different themes? Mm-hmm. Were you very were you surprised at how people were the, the differences that people bring to you? Because I can imagine if someone would tell me, "Can you write a song for this person?" I'm going to come up with one idea based on how I feel I know them or, right. or what they think about or how they see the world, and someone else is going to see you in a completely different manner. So, what kind of surprised you in that kind of process? Um, you know. Well, Brian here, he wrote two of the songs that are on the album. And for Peg and I, when we got the when we got the songs, because she produced the album and we worked, you know, she made the magic happen. It, it was very interesting to not pick the songs and then figure out how we were going to make it so that it was wasn't one song wasn't going to be coming coming from like left field from the other one, like how to make it cohesive and you know I, my voice very much so is the thread of that but um i'd be curious you should listen to it and then tell me what you think um I've certainly there's listened, listened a lot of f- different things going on in there mm. and um each song is very different from the next but there's a, a sameness to it i'm actually yeah curious brian so you you wrote two of these songs and so yeah when you were writing these what was going through your mind and how did you shape them to to fit Miriam's personality and her style. Um, well, I the, when I first got asked to write a song, you know, shortly thereafter, I don't know, within a within a month or something, I I had written a song that um, I really liked uh, called "You Pass By," um, and it kind of started out. I felt like, well, she ends up singing a lot in the like Latin stuff with with folks and musicians she's with <clears throat> and she and i hadn't really played together very much maybe a couple of gigs here and there mm-hmm. we met at a, a rock lottery actually down in my player um but um that one i felt like so i, I like i put this kind of um latin like except i made even like more i started out being when it first came to me it was kind of a And then I didn't want to do that after I, because it was cheesy. <laughs> it is cheesy. Um, but that did become the root of thing. And then, like you know, sometime later, I wrote a different part entirely that goes on it. And um, and I like that song, and it works. I think it works really well on the record. Um, and then the the other song, and that was like so in my mind, that was specifically for her. I don't know why. I don't know. Mm. I didn't, you know, I don't know her that well, and didn't know her that well, and so I couldn't like say. 
I, I don't write songs for people like, right. I love you. I wrote a song about how mm-hmm. much I love you. I just don't do that. As a lot of people do, I don't. But, um, and the other song was actually, frankly, just a song that I wrote. And I was never thinking, oh, the song should be Miriam's song or whatever. Yeah. It just was a song I wrote. And I, it didn't fit with the musicians, I, the band that I was that I do play with. Just, it, was a, it was an acoustic song, clearly, to me. So I said, as this one too, you guys could pick which one you want. And they went with both of them. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Was there a surplus of songs in the end? Was there any you had to reject? It's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, maybe not reject, but I suppose I'll wear this slightly differently. I mean, there yes, were, there were, no, for album. sure, for sure. There were a couple <laughs> songs that didn't work, and there were certain songs because um, it just didn't work. It didn't work work for me, or whatever. And I went back to that to each of those songwriters, and I said, "Well, how about this one?" You know, and and within and within that. Um, the songs that they had proposed to me, they they didn't write them for me, but they're like, I can picture you singing this, and that happened. There's that happened quite a few times. Um, um, Aeneas Mitchell and Michael Torney, I think they were the two of the songwriters that like specifically wrote the song with me in mind. You know, Michael Torney, his track Contraption, he wrote it basically about my voice, about my voice, and Aeneas wrote I got a well after like my name Miriam and my my namesake you know who led Moses's children you know fought the pharaoh and all that stuff but um but yeah anyway so that in it was just one of those things it was I was really thankful that each of those singer songwriters were like oh yeah no 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 and I had picked a different one and they were like please by all means go ahead and use that so that did happen. Um, well, you navigated that question very well. So, <laughs> um, well, I'd love to hear another song. Um, right. So, what have you got for us? We're gonna do a tune that uh, Brian did. It's called "Take Me Apart." Stuck in your head Last few words Last night's punchline, I think You know how it goes Taking the drunk from the drink Vanishing act Learned from a friend Long time ago Back in school Apparently gone Hoping to bend All the rules Hand on the banister Staring down long wooden steps Take me apart But use up the pieces again 
pictured you as everyone else must have described you to me the closest friend I ever imagined to be calling me out Leaving too soon All of the doors left ajar Finding escape Without ever going too far Resting your hand on the banister Staring down long wooden steps Take me apart But use up the pieces again Take me apart Use up the pieces again Take Me Apart There by Miriam Bernardo By Brian Clark Sung um, by Miriam Bernardo You know, <laughs> just like keep it clear Copyright. By Brian Clark, <laughs> sung by Miriam Bernardo. Um, and. Um, I'm thinking for next. Excuse You mentioned that there was a, a few lessons that you learned from creating this album. Um, so, when you and if you get back into the studio mm-hmm. to do another album oh, of this kind of sort, um, what are those lessons and, and how would you change or adapt for the next project? You know, I've been thinking a lot about that. And um, I think my next album is going to be called Voice Memos. And I'm just going to record voice memos and text it to people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's a really big question to ask. There's a lot of things that were learned. Um, just having to navigate what what how what a person wants, like what, what, do we, what do we want? How do we want it to sound? Um, there were so many times like during the recording process where like, you know, Peg and I would put our heads together and it, we both knew it just wasn't quite right, but what to do. And she was just really um, pretty amazing at figuring it out and, you know, doing the job as the producer and doing that. But um, I think that every every album is like very particular as to what the lessons are learned and um yeah i'd like to say like maybe it's you know the simpler the better but then but then not um i don't know there's a lot to say but i'm not telling you just kidding Gotta keep keep the trade secrets (laughs) it has been noted by seven days that this is this is in their words, like the best produced album of 2019. I know it's amazing. I can't even believe it, and I I can believe it in some ways because it really is a beautiful album. 
and all the like the the blood, sweat, and tears that went into it um, really paid off. Did you realize how much work you were gonna put into it as a collective before you, before you started this oh, project? Oh heck no! It wasn't it wasn't all planned out from the outset. No, I mean you can plan as much as you want, but things happen and change, and right, like such is life. So it goes. That's the way it goes. Um, but what I am most proud of is that. Um, you know, Peg and I kept going because it's, you know, it's a really intense thing to have a a Kickstarter that happened and then you are beholden and, and you got to make the product and you're like, you know, under a time frame. And then we just kind of blew that out of the water and we, and we made a promise to each other that, you know, we were going to just, we weren't going to feel pressure about that because the product that had to go out had to be absolute. We both had to be able to stand behind it and... Um, it just took the time that it did. So um, I'm thankful that in my moments where I really wanted to just like, you know, put it out there, um, it wasn't like the, the the time was really crafted, like it was really crafted and made it into what it is. So I'm I'm really proud of it. Um, and Peg Tessie had a, a pretty large role. Oh, it, the biggest one, you know. <laughs> the biggest role yeah. in, in creating this album. Um, it seems like you two kind of created this hand in hand mm-hmm. uh, and she was a really big driving force. What was her reaction when that final, when that launch party happened? What was... Oh, how- we were both so relieved and um, it was, for me, um, I mean, we were relieved in the way that there was and there was a product and we finally made it to that point. Um it, for me personally, it was really beautiful and humbling to look out and see so many friends. It was just like a love fest, friends and family. And um, yeah, it just felt really good. Imagine it was the hottest ticket in town that evening. <laughs> um, and so this album came out in October. It's currently um, on Spotify. That's where I managed to buy it. And Amazon and all that, all those, all those places, Bandcamp and all the good places, all the not so good places. It's at my house. You can uh, come on over. <laughs> Is there a physical copy? Have you got? Oh yeah, copies? I I have some here for you guys. Archives. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Oh, did you get this press at the Burlington mm-hmm. Record Plant? We sure did. We sure did. Love those guys. Yeah. What color I'd, did you go for? Um, red. But I've been doing this creepy thing. My, my little advertising tactic I've been because it's like slightly larger than my head you know? <laughs> are you wearing the same shirt? <laughs> but I can do it everywhere like everybody can do it, everybody can do it. <laughs> hey you never know who I ran into today <laughs> by my album love it yeah. um, so have you got a, a CD copy here as oh well. wonderful or um, so books. are you is, is there going to be a tour at companies the, the album? I am I'm working on it completely it's um you know the nature of the project is that it was a project and there's a lot of musicians on it um so it's not like it was a working band Mm. that i'm working with so there's there's some to do but i am working on doing a late spring production of it nice have you played Mm -hmm. it in its entirety Mm -hmm. uh did you do that at the launch we did absolutely yeah and um my music video um did that too Wonderful. And so we, it's about, about as much as we've got time for tonight, but is there 
any other gigs that you'd like to plug? I know you're in a million bands, so is there anything else we can None catch None of them are playing right now. <gasps> it's awful. Um, no, I don't have anything to plug except well, that album. Well, apart from this amazing album, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired, just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I wish I did, but um, currently my, my band High Summer, we're working on a on an EP and we'll have some shows coming in the spring you know um, I think that the winter time is actually a really good time to incubate and mm-hmm. um, put those seeds out there work on music and whatnot I living in East Montpelier I I kind of loathe driving in late January and February you know but and March and April <laughs> <laughs> March and April yeah I'm getting out of here actually uh, oh yes, of course. You we, we were mentioning mm-hmm. before we're on mm-hmm. air that you're going out into Arizona for mm-hmm. for a month mm-hmm. or a bit longer. Yeah, about- very jealous. Uh, we, well, come with. It's fine. Uh, it'll be great actually. Yeah, uh, stick me in your suitcase. Um, well, if you could leave us with a song, that would be fantastic. What oh, have you right. got left? To play? Um, we're gonna do a song by Patty Casey. She's one of my favorite um, singer songwriters in Vermont. This is a tune that she actually, she has previously released, um, but Peg and I really fell in love with it, and we're going to do it now. (laughs) I've been good to you, so good to you, it's crazy to say. You want what runs away Not a heart that's true And I've been good to you So good to you That you may never find Another one like mine Any old time soon in the broad middle of the day with a white hot sun you know i never did care much for it but when the evening comes around and the heat Rolls back, cool lip of night upon my cheek. I wait for it. Cause I've been good to you, so good to you. That you may never find another one like mine in the old time soon. When we met and walked through the trees 
a little silver belly up moon you know I hung all of my dreams there on it but you were only passing through I didn't that much to you now losing you got me almost blue when I really think hard on it cause I've been good to you so good to you that you may never find another one like mine any old time soon you can wish you may you can wish you might on every star Mary and Bernardo playing us out with Good To You. Thank you both for coming in tonight. Thank you, you were delightful. This has been a real pleasure. <laughs> Make sure that you get Mary and Bernardo's album um, at all good places. For example, Burlington Record Store. Uh-huh, Pure Pop, uh, um, Bookspieler and Montpelier, Exile in Maine and Barry. Um, speaking volumes and also on Spotify Songs from the Well just uh, type in Miriam and Burlington Records you can get a Burlington Records, Burlington Records. Um, well once again thank you guys so much for coming in really appreciate it thank you. next up we have got Late Night Sneaky Uncle we're going to take a short break we'll be right back stick around <laughs> 